0: Hello and welcome to the Joyful Infertility Podcast. My name is Abby Clark. I am a wife, an entrepreneur, and a dog mama on a mission to help women find joy on their journey of trying to conceive. On this podcast, I'll be sharing my ongoing experience with infertility to hopefully show you how you can take your power back, take control of your life, and create joy as you wait for that miracle baby. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. I'm just sharing things that I've learned through my experiences that I hope will help you on your journey. Let's get into the episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And you know, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I have been procrastinating recording this episode till almost as late as possible, because I just haven't been able to come up with something to talk about for this week. I really love this podcast. I feel like it's a place where I can come and just kind of talk. I don't stress too much. I mean, I always want to provide something valuable to you guys, but I do sort of feel like it's this place where I can kind of come and talk a little bit more in depth about how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and be, I don't know, just like slightly less structured. I would like to have more guests on the podcast because I know you guys love that. So I'm going to do my best to focus on setting some, you know, times to record with some other people to have on the podcast because I think that's really valuable. I I feel like I sometimes have run out of things to say. <laughs> I've been creating content and talking about infertility for over two years now on Instagram and now on this podcast. And there are times when I'm just like feel a little bit like at a loss of what to talk about because I feel like I've said everything that I could say at this point. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I, I love talking about this and I'm not going to stop talking about it, but definitely recently here and on my Instagram, I I've felt less inspired creating like infertility content. Because like I said, I just I just feel like I've said it all. I don't know what more there is to say other than just sharing my day-to-day experience. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to do more of just sharing my day-to-day life and sharing other things that that I'm really passionate about, like makeup. I, if you've been paying attention, I feel like I've been posting a lot more makeup content recently and it's been making me so happy and a lot more Disney content too, because that's another thing that I am really passionate about and really, really love. So yeah. And and I, I think that it still fits in with everything that I talk about here and on Instagram and everything, because my whole message is how to find joy, how to continue to live your life with infertility. This is something that is always going to be a part of my story, right? No matter, even after we've had kids, like I am learning how to live with my PCOS in a way that is healthy. And that to me starts now. And it starts by not making everything in my life be about trying to get pregnant. And honestly, that's kind of where I'm at my headspace lately. And I've kind of mentioned this before. Um, but I, I told we, you know, we started working with an Napro doctor earlier this year. And I was feeling really good about it at the time. But the more we we started down that path again, the less I was I don't know, excited about going down that route. I I don't want to just focus on getting pregnant. I want to focus on healing my body, figuring out my PCOS, figuring out uh, the lifestyle that I should be living to 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 do things and then also focusing on other things like creating other other types of content, right? I am so passionate about content creation. I really didn't anticipate I never would have pictured that this would be like my job is basically what I'm trying to say. But the more I've done it, the more I continue to fall in love with it. It is such a creative outlet for me. It's made me realize that I am a creative person and I love it so much. And so I'm like really enjoying putting a lot of my focus there um, and creating content in different ways than than I have in the past too. For other like brands, other platforms, things like that and i'm having so much fun. i feel so like fulfilled and excited with what i'm doing career-wise and just the the creativity, all of that and and i just feel like like i said, i'm just not 100% focused on having a baby. i used to be and i'm not anymore and that feels right for me. And if you are 100% focused on having a baby, amazing. If that is where you are at and that feels like it's where you're supposed to be, great. But for me, it just doesn't feel like it's time yet at at this point. And so that's another reason why I feel like I've been struggling (laughs) creating like infertility content or content around trying to conceive is because I don't feel like I'm, well, I'm not. I'm not actively trying to conceive right now. I'm actively trying to heal my PCOS. And if that results in a baby, that would be awesome. (laughs) But it's just, it's a totally different way of looking at it. And so I feel like I'm not relating to people who are creating like TTC content as much anymore. I just, I just feel like I'm in a totally different place. And I hope I hope that you'll continue to come with me on this journey because it's not that I don't want kids anymore. That's not it at all. That's still, you know, my number one dream is to be a mom. And, you know, maybe in a year or two years or three years or whatever, I decide that I'm ready to totally throw myself into trying to conceive again full-time, you know, making that my full-time focus. But right now it's not. And I I hope that, like I said, even, even if that is you, you are in that space where you are 100% focused on trying to conceive. I hope that seeing what I'm doing gives you hope that infertility isn't all that there is, that you can still be a fully fledged human outside of infertility, even if you are doing it, you know, full time, 100% of the time. That's, you know, that's like where your main focus is. You are 100% focused on having a baby as soon as possible. That. That doesn't have to that doesn't have to be the only thing that you're that you're focused on. It can be the main thing that's taking up your your focus and and the things that you're doing. but um, I just think there's so much power in continuing to develop yourself and grow yourself into a fully fledged human. I I don't know. So that is kind of where I'm at in my headspace recently. and so that's why, like I said, I've struggled to want to, to not to want to record the podcast, but just to like, I haven't known what to talk about. And so maybe the answer is I just need to really dive into inviting other people on who can speak more to, you know, all, all the different types of people who are experiencing infertility and the different head spaces that people are in. Um, so if you have suggestions on who I can invite to come on the podcast, I would... Really appreciate that. Come DM me over on Instagram and let's chat. Uh, give me give me an idea of who I can invite on the podcast because that would be great. Um, so I did post a question box on my Instagram stories uh, just to ask for some questions because I was at such a loss <laughs> of what to talk about this week. So I do have some questions that I'll answer um, really quickly. Someone did request to have another guest who has gone through IVF on the podcast. Um, So we can absolutely do that. If you are listening and would like to come on the podcast and talk about your experience with IVF, hit me up. That's another thing. If, if you don't necessarily, you know, on, on the same line of uh, submitting like ideas of people who you would like me to bring on the podcast. If you want to come share your story on the podcast, absolutely send me a DM. Uh, And if you've done that before, and I stopped messaging you. I'm very sorry about that. Please send me another message. I probably just lost your DM and I can't find it. That has happened. So <laughs> send me another message if that applies to you. So here are a couple of questions that we can go into. The first one I got said, do you think that putting IVF aside comes from your faith in a way? If atheists, maybe you'd try it earlier. Um no, I don't think so. At least not like consciously. <laughs> I I don't think so. My the religion that I was raised in, um the Mormon Church doesn't discourage against IVF at all. I know that's a thing with some other um Christian religions or maybe not even Christian religions, just other religions in general that they kind of discourage against um IVF or surrogacy and things like that and um the LDS church doesn't at all so i really don't think that that has influenced my decision um whether or not to do IVF i just haven't felt ready for it that's that's the the honest truth and the more that i learn about PCOS and stuff the more i really really hope that i won't have to do it IVF is so intense it's a lot more intense than people realize and like I said, I just haven't felt ready. It To me, IVF feels like very much the last resort. When we've tried everything else that we can think of, we, we'll do IVF because it's really intense, it's really expensive, and you're still not guaranteed a baby when you do IVF. So to me, at this point, the risk outweighs, do you know what I'm saying? Like the, the risk of, I mean, I don't want to say the risk outweighs the reward because that's not true. Going through hell would, you know, I would do that to get a baby here, but I just don't feel like I'm at the point where I need to voluntarily sign up to go through hell to get a baby, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I will if that's what we have to do. But right now, I don't feel like I'm at that point yet, and and that's how I've felt since you know, day one since we started working with doctors. Um, And if that's, again, if that's not the case for you if you're ready to just like jump into ivf great do it i i have nothing against ivf it's just not something that i have felt ready for um somebody asked for an update uh because she said i remember you having some pregnancy symptoms last week <laughs> yeah so if you paid attention on my instagram i didn't feel very well last week i was having some like upset stomach and stuff and honestly um The answer is I don't really have much of an update for you. I didn't ever take a pregnancy test because I didn't want to. So I don't think that I'm pregnant, but with, you know, with my cycles, it's hard to know for sure. So who knows? In a few weeks, you might be seeing a pregnancy announcement and I would be shocked, honestly, but I really don't think so. I think I had just some sort of stomach bug or was eating things that my stomach was like not a fan of. I I really don't think... I don't think so. <laughs> um along those same lines, how do you keep yourself from testing early? This is a really great question. Um I definitely used to be the type of person who would test on like day 9, like or 8, like so 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 early past ovulation, obviously. And that was me for the first several months of um trying to conceive. I don't do that anymore. In fact, now I avoid taking pregnancy tests kind of at all costs because they just make me sad now. Like getting a negative pregnancy test is just not fun. I would just rather not. So that's part of it is that I feel like I've had enough negative experiences (laughs) with getting negative pregnancy tests that I just don't want to put myself through that. Um, And then testing early I've just kind of realized that it doesn't really make sense because what, what would happen is I would test at like day eight or nine, right. DPO. And if it was negative, well, it, it was always negative. It would come up negative. And then rather than taking that as, um, a negative result, I would just convince myself that it was too early to get a positive anyway. You know what I mean? Like just convince myself that it was a false negative. And then I would just keep testing every day until my period came or whatever. And, um, yeah, I, it just wasn't healthy for me. I know that there are people out there who take comfort in testing every day, but for me, it just was one more thing that was just kind of like, driving myself crazy, you know? So that that's kind of why I stopped doing it is because I realized that it was pointless, that it was most likely going to come up negative, but then I was still just going to convince myself that it wasn't actually negative. So there's no point in, in taking the test because I'm not going to like believe the result anyway. <laughs> At least that was my experience. So I just kind of realized that I was doing more harm than good when I would take tests early like that. And so now I don't, unless I'm like really, really obsessing over, you know, it doesn't happen to me very often anymore, but there are times when like, I'll feel, feel weird. Like last week I was really tempted to take a test. Um, and then just never did. I didn't ever like work up the courage to do it, but that's kind of the only time now that I'll take tests is when I feel like I'm having, really weird symptoms. And I I like can't get that little thing out of my brain that's like, maybe you're pregnant. Um, So then I'll take a test to make that go away. Because it's it's like cognitively in my brain, I know that it's going to be negative. But there's that little hopeful part of my brain that just can't (laughs) uh, can't, uh, can't accept that. So sometimes I have to take, take a test, um, tips to actually getting into a good sleep routine and sticking with it. Girl, if I had tips, I would tell you I am maybe the worst sleeper on the planet. And I have been since I was literally an, an infant. Um, I was a terrible sleeper as a baby, as a child. I was petrified of the dark as a kid like i can remember when i was probably like oh gosh how old was i like 5 or 6 i was so scared of the dark and like so terrified to sleep in the dark i would sleep in my bedroom with the light on like not a night light like the overhead light in my bedroom the big light <laughs> in my room and the door wide open because i was like i said just like petrified of the dark i was so scared Eventually, slowly, I like worked up to being able to just like sleep with um, the light off, but the door still open and the hall light on. That was better. And then I could do, you know, like (laughs) the door open and I had a nightlight and I needed like a sound machine and stuff like that. Like I have just always been so awful at sleeping and getting myself to fall asleep. I deal with insomnia. It is not fun. Um, so, you are asking the wrong person for tips to getting into a good sleep routine and sticking with it. The best, like, routine I have ever been in in my life was when I was a missionary uh, because we had a really strict schedule um, as missionaries. We were like supposed to be in bed. By ten thirty, every single night, we're supposed to be home by nine or nine thirty and in bed lights out at ten thirty and then wake up at six thirty a m. every single day. And um you know, it's the type of thing where you're highly motivated to stick to that schedule because number one, you're exhausted um, because you're like, walking around and, um, just really busy, like all day long as a missionary, it's exhausting, but also you're told, you know, I mean, you're there because you believe you're serving God, right? That's, that's why I was there. I was serving God and, and teaching people the gospel and about Jesus. (laughs) And, um, we're, we're taught as missionaries that obedience is important and that, that God knows whether or not you're being obedient. And so that is really um, powerful incentive to stick to the schedule (laughs) because you kind of believe that God is watching you and that he cares um, what time you're going to bed and what time you're waking up, which now saying that out loud and where I'm at now sounds really silly to me, but it really is how I felt. (laughs) So, and I think that's honestly like the best sleep tip is you just have to like go to bed and get up at the same time every day, no matter what, even if you don't feel well, even if you're exhausted. And I think like I've seen sleep experts say that you can like kind of, Give or take like 30 minutes or an hour, but it should be about the same time every single day. And that's something that I'm ter- terrible about and uh, have been my whole life, except for those 18 months when I was a missionary. <laughs> okay. The last one I'll talk about really fast says, How do you cope with feeling overwhelmed by so many medical apps and info? This is a really good question because I definitely have felt this before, especially when we first got started. My advice. For this is to just pick one and stick to it. Um, and if you're finding all of this like medical info on social media, like Instagram, um, be careful because not everybody knows what they're talking about. Even if they say that they do, um, I would say be careful with scrolling too much and you know, Taking in all this info. If you're really feeling overwhelmed by all of it, pick one app or one method of tracking and just stick to that. And then um, just talk to your doctor uh treat your doctor as the authority on like medical information and if you see information online or whatever ask your doctor about it ask your doctor how you how they feel about this type of information you know and hopefully hopefully you have a relationship with your doctor where you feel like you can um come to them with with questions like that because it is extremely overwhelming um so yeah i i hope that's good advice i'm trying to think of other things another great thing is to like look up really reputable like books to read i really love the book taking charge of your fertility that's a really great one if you're just trying to learn about how you know the female reproductive system works and the hormones and tracking your cycle and stuff like that that's what i would say is try not to just uh, you know consume so much and just pick one or two or three sources where you can get your information from and focus on that. And, um, and then you won't feel quite so overwhelmed. So yeah, those are all of the questions that I have today. I really love doing these like Q and a type episodes. I sort of feel like I'm chatting with you guys. So we'll definitely have to do more of these in the future. And like I said, if you can think of somebody who you would like me to bring on the podcast or, um, if you yourself would like to come share your story on the podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to have you. And like I said, if you have messaged me that before and I like ghosted you, I promise it wasn't on purpose. I just get a lot of DMs and Instagram, like it's trying to keep your DMs organized in Instagram is a nightmare. So I'm really, really sorry about that. If I've done that to you, please send me another message if that's the case and um, we'll get you on the podcast. So anyways, I hope everybody has a great... Friday, a great weekend. Happy Halloween. I assume most people are going to be celebrating this weekend. Um, so if that's you, I hope you have so much fun, uh, during the best holiday in the whole world. And, uh, I will talk to you next week. Bye guys.